0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Advantage. On this episode, we talk with Mike Ferry, real estate coach and speaker. Before we get into the conversation, though, let me tell you a little bit about Mike Ferry if you do not know who he is. Mike Ferry is the founder of the Mike Ferry Organization and has been involved in sales and management for more than 46 years, earning an unmatched reputation for success built on a foundation of hard work, dedication to his personal goals, and an unwavering commitment to his clients and their success. The Mike Ferry Organization is a multi-million dollar company with tens of thousands of clients. His phenomenal natural ability to teach and mentor his original techniques has helped countless agents achieve and exceed their personal and business goals. The way he inspires all his clients, whether in their first or 50th year of real estate, to produce at high levels and apply the rules of business to their careers is legendary. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Welcome to another episode of the Advantage Podcast, sponsored by Century 21 Advantage Realty. This podcast is co-hosted by Adam Gullett and Jane Plifchek. On this podcast, we focus on providing you, the busy real estate agent, information, resources, and tips that will help you grow a thriving real estate business. Hey, Mike Ferry, thank you so much for coming on the Advantage Live show. I'm so excited to have you here. You are a legend in the industry, um, and it's it's an honor to be sitting here talking to you about real estate and the tips and stuff that you provide our agents. I just want to say thank you so much.
1: Well, it's, I, I want to share, I had a little situation take place about two weeks ago. Um, we lived in Naples, Florida in the wintertime for eight or nine years. So we were traveling there a couple of weeks ago, Adam, and uh, one of our big brokers in the area said, stop by. I'm going to put a group of agents socially spaced in the training room. Would you do a talk? I said, of course. So one of the agents before I started walked up and he said, may I ask you a personal question? Yeah. I said, fire away. He said, how old are you? I said, <laughs> I said, I'm 75. I'll be 76 in a couple of months. He goes, you're old. <laughs> I said, I, I know. And then he said, but I'm told your ideas are old fashioned. And I Ooh. said, I'm old, but my ideas are very fashionable because a business is built upon good sales foundations. And that's all I ever talk about. And he nodded and smiled, and I don't think he got it, but it was kind of fun to hear her kind of response.
0: <laughs> that that is really good. And and I I completely agree with that. I mean, we are constantly getting bombarded by all this new trendy, you know, technology and all this kind of stuff. And you know, it really does come down to relationship, connecting with people. And if you wanna categorize
1: it as old school, that's fine, but it works. Well, I, I've, I've done over 7,000 seminars and speeches in real estate in 46 years. And about 5% are outside the industry. Marriott Corporation, I've done them for Xerox, IBM. I've spoken to the doctors at Mayo Clinic on you know, how to sell their services. Every other industry thinks that what real estate is all about is what their industry is all about, providing good service, knowing mm-hmm. what to say, knowing what to do. But when I talk to real estate people, they'd rather be on Facebook than talking to people. So it's it's a, it's an interesting time for us, and I, I'm excited about the opportunity to be with you, Adam, today, but I'm also excited about the opportunity for your agents. So,
0: Yeah, but, I, I appreciate that, and you're right. They do. They, they tend to hide behind um, social media a little too much and it hurts their industry. And, and I I appreciate that. I really do. But that's, that's a good uh, lead into kind of my first question for you is, you know, if you're a new agent kind of entering this industry, you know, what are some of the things you would say that they need to be doing to set themselves up for success that will separate them a little bit from the others or just the key points that they need to be doing that will help them lead into success?
1: Well, I, I think I, I've always said there's four things a new agent should do, Adam. Number one, they have to on day one start building a database mm. because I mean, I don't care if they're 22 or 42 or 62. They know at least 100 people, family, friends, neighbors, past past people through their jobs their kids, friends, neighbors. They got to build the database. And, and even though they're many times uncomfortable because of their lack of experience talking to their database, if they're not talking to their database, the competition is. And there's nothing- very good point. There's nothing more discouraging for a new agent than when their neighbor, Adam and his wife, who they've known for years, lists with Cobalt Banker because we forgot to tell them we were in real estate. So the number one is build a database. Number two, preview property. And it's going to be done online today Mm. for speed efficiency and for COVID protection. You got to know the market. You got to know what's for sale, what's been on the market, the types of homes, neighborhoods, subdivisions, price ranges. I I was trained by a broker in Huntington Beach, California, two jobs that I had to do eight hours a day, preview property and prospect. That was Mm. it. And you know, my first, I guess, probably 19 months, I closed 191 residential resales. Wow. But I, I spent all day long prospecting and previewing property. Everybody else was so busy writing ads or making brochures. Then, number three is I'm going to suggest whether it be yours, which I'm sure are very good, or one of my competitors, they get to download all the scripts that are available and they got to role play and practice every day. Okay? They got to role play and practice every day. Professionals practice, amateurs do not. Oh, that's really good. And Adam, just the word practice tells us the nature of the agent and what they're going to become. But then mm-hmm. I talked, uh, number four, I wrote down a real estate agent that's new has nothing to do but talk to people. <laughs> so, I talk to 25 to 50 people a day about real estate, whether it be on the phone or knocking on doors. You know, it was so cute. I got a call from, from an agent, a client of ours in Toronto, Canada, when COVID was at its peak. And that was a pretty dangerous time for all of us. And he said to me, <laughs> Do you think I could go knock on doors? I said, are your arms more than six feet long? (laughs) (laughs) So mastering the use of the phone today is probably vital for the conversations. I quit talking about prospecting. Then I changed it to lead generation. I quit talking about that. Now, as you and I discussed a few minutes ago, if they're just having conversations with people. So they would have 25 conversations a day they would preview property, build their database and practice those scripts, they're going to have, a, here's an expression that I want your great viewers to listen to. If I know what to say, I can do what I'm supposed to do. Mm. But if I don't know what to say, I'm going to hide behind my computer, my technology, my social media. So mm. it's, uh, I, I think it's pretty evident that what you and I try to help them understand if there is such a thing as an answer is the answer.
0: You know that's that's really good. Um, and, and I, I think that's great advice um, because agents especially newer ones, they need to be they need to be engaging with experienced agents they need to be engaging with those scripts they need to be they need to have that mindset of learning um, that they need to soak up everything they can and that really, They're going to be bombarded by a lot of this industry trying to get them to pay for ads, buy billboards, all the above. Right. And it's in the end, that's not going to get them business that that connecting with people, communicating, building that database, all those things. That is just very good, sound, you know, advice.
1: I I want to share with you um, probably now five or six years ago, twice a year, we do a big three day event in Toronto. We we're very fortunate to have a big following in Toronto. And we're going from the airport to the hotel, and there's two bus benches side by side. I think one was Remax and one was Colo Banker, if I'm correct. Big pictures of the agents. And I said to my wife, Sabrina, isn't that interesting? People that ride the bus can't afford a car. And if they've got a car, they can't afford a house. So they may be doing their marketing to the wrong group.
0: But, uh, that's true. You got you. You definitely need to know your marketing avenue and like the demographic it's reaching. <laughs> yeah, that's a know, good point.
1: I, I want, you know what's next? <laughs>
0: yeah, but
1: it's interesting. You should bring that up because I I'm very fortunate to have a lot of friends that do the work I do. You know, like Floyd Wickman is a just a terrific person out of Detroit. Mm. And like me, he's old fashioned, which is which is kind of fun. But it's always interesting because you know most speakers and trainers are going to say things to an audience to get the audience to like them. Mm. And my attitude has always been, it doesn't matter whether you like me, it's it's what we're talking about, help you get listings and make sales. So, you know, it's almost like we have to switch our mindset as they listen to you and your podcasts and your training and listen to a person like myself to get away from, well, you know, I, I don't like the sweater he's wearing. Okay, why, why why is he wearing that shirt with that coat? You know, instead of that attitude, is what could these ideas do to help me advance my career? Because oh, yeah, that's good. If you want likes, go to Facebook. Okay? Yeah. If you want listing, yep. come to Mike Ferry. Okay, so there that's,
0: you go. Yeah. That that's good. That's really good. And and you know we live in that in that environment where it's all about influencers, right? Like you watch Instagram, and Facebook, and it's all like, I want to be an influencer, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and really there are a lot of flash, but really no value. Even though they say it's all about value, they're not really providing that value. And, you know, I appreciate it, you know, calling it old school, whatever, that's fine. But to me, it's business. And that's where we've got to stay. We've got to stay in that lane and realize that, you know, people don't change. And they're still looking for that human element. And matter of fact, they're they're looking for that more now since you know 2020 happened. Yes. Now. So they really are looking for that connection.
1: Well, that level of trust and
0: that
1: comes from the questions we ask, which engages them and brings them into us. Um, Yeah. I um I I suspect we're gonna be friends a long time. I think we think the same way.
0: It it sounds like it. (laughs) It does. So here's another one for you. Uh, what would you say are some of the best habits real estate agents should focus on like daily, weekly, monthly that will help them grow the business in a more consistent way? Because I know, you know, with my experience with working with agents, typically it's a it's a inconsistency of activities that's just going to create this crazy flow. And how do you break that? Like, what's some of the advice you could give those agents?
1: Well, first of all, it's a 90-day cycle business. You know, if mm. you, you think about whether you get an ad call, a sign call, a walk-in holding an open house, somebody from your farm calls you and says, come list me. It doesn't matter what the avenue is. It's usually from lead generation point to potentially getting a paycheck is going to go 90, 95 to 120 days. So it's that wave, as you just pointed out, that's always on the ocean that is the hard part of this business. And, you know, I'm not sure as much about Kentucky as I would be, say, Las Vegas, where I live. Prices have gone up dramatically in the mm-hmm. last 12 months because of COVID.
0: Yes, same
1: here. Average commission check has gone up dramatically. So the number of transactions is declining because as the as the commission checks increase, agents do less. So we really have to think about how we're going to maintain, because I, I measure an organization by per person productivity. Number yes. One, second by gross commission income. And then the agents don't care about number three, which is the profit the broker has to have to run the business. Um, but the per person productivity in the industry has fallen. Okay, mm-hmm. Although the number of transactions, I um, you'll get a kick of this. I've, I did some research before I call. 2018, we had about 5.4 million residential transactions in the US. 2019, we had about 5.2 million. 2020, we had about 5.4 million. They're projecting 2021 about 5.3 million. So the number of transactions is a changing, but the number of agents doing that number of agents doing them is shrinking. That's, that's an statistic.
0: interesting statistic. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating.
1: Yeah. Um, I keep hearing things like 10% of the agents are taking over 90% of the listings in North America today. And I, and I think you can see that in a great company like yourself. So to be more specific, I wrote down the following on your question. More role play and practice. We have people, Adam, that not a team, individually do 100, 150, 175 transactions a year. They role play and practice every day. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl for the seventh time. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw the interesting thing he did for seven evenings before the Super Bowl. Yes. On the team got that text. We will win on Sunday we will win on Sunday. Okay. He had to reprogram the minds of the players, but they still practiced eight hours a day and Tom Brady gets paid a little bit more money than you and I for practice. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan says repeatedly, I never played a game ever in my career that was as hard as the practice I went through. So the, the top producers, the consistent producers, are always going to spend 30 to 45 minutes a day role-playing and practicing whatever scripts they're trying to master. But then I wrote down, stay off the news and stay off social media, Mm. especially the last year because there hasn't been anything very positive in the world. Then I put down, they prospect more than anybody else. And most of that prospecting is within their database because their database if they're a consistent 10, 20, 30, 50 dealer, your producer, their database is large, but then I wrote down next high, high, high quality customer service. It's mm. almost an obsession with good agents. Okay. And then of course I wrote down last, they got to study. Okay. The listing process and whatever that listing process they choose to follow. It, it's, it's got to it's gotta be just automatic. It can't be a hesitation. You know, the seller wants to know what's it going to sell for, how long is it going to take to sell, and what will you do to get it sold? Of course, in today's market, getting a listing is pretty much going to answer all three questions, okay? Yeah. They study the listing process, you know, and they're not afraid to use that process. So, you know, hopefully some of your veterans that watch the Advantage um, will say, you know what? I'm doing a couple of them. I probably need to add one or two more to that list.
0: I think that's really good. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting you bring up like mindset. You know, it reminds me of a book. You know, uh, uh, Think and Go Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill, phenomenal book. And it, and it's not so much you know we you know when we hear the word rich we think oh just monetary, yep. but that book is not just about monetary richness. And it is, in, it's more about relationship that then leads to monetary richness, That's right. but it is, it begins here. Yes. And then because these need to align, then you can get the activities to align with that. And a matter of fact, you just did a video, um, uh, just watched it, uh, five ideas to become a stronger listing agent. Yes. And I'll, I'll put a link to that in, in, in this video when we, when we post this and, um, you talked about, uh, it was 50-50-50, mindset, skills, and activities. Yes. Is that right? Correct. So those, the, and, and that's exactly kind of what you were just saying there. You guys, And you check out his video, again, I'll I'll post that here. But, you know, 50% mindset, 50% activities, or 50% skills, and 50% activities. Now, of course, you kind of went on the video, that's 150%, you know, but it is true. You got to give, you know, you got to give 150. We have a saying here at SIN21, it's give 121%. Yes. So, you know, that's more than 100. So, yeah, for you mathematicians out there. Yeah, we're blowing the whole percentage out of the water. But 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 that's the point. Right. We're trying. We're, we're, we're emphasizing the importance of these things. And that's what you're talking about. It's, it's the mindset. Then you've got to develop the skills and then you match those two up with the activities that you need to be doing.
1: So you'll get a kick out of this. I don't share this very often, but five or six years ago, I got a call from Marriott Corporation in D.C., And one of their VPs called and said, we're doing a convention for our top 100 salespeople. And Mm. we'd like to know what it would cost to have you come and speak. And I said, you know what I do for a living? He goes, yes. "Yes." I said, I'm a real estate trainer. He goes, yes. Why would you hire hire a hotel expert? He said, we watched YouTube videos of a lot of great speakers. You're the only one that talked about prospecting. (laughs) So we're going to hire you to speak. And I did a talk for their top 100 people. And, you know, I spent one hour looking at different methodologies and philosophies behind prospecting, you know, handling rejection, handling acceptance, handling embarrassment, you know, the ups and downs of no. You know, every no brings you closer to a yes. The only no that counts is the last one before you quit. Well, (laughs) they they just thought it was the greatest talk in history, which was really a compliment for a real estate speaker to be speaking to, you know, Bariat Corporation, but it's because fundamentals always work and that's and I know what you believe in.
0: I absolutely do. Um, that's, wh- that's where it starts. I mean, you've got to get those fundamentals in place get that going in the right direction and and just learn as much as you can about those because that's that building blocks you know we you can watch all the training in, in the world and and you're never going to take a hundred percent of what you watched in that that video right or that that course but what you are getting is little teeny nuggets that you're placing into your entire you know framework of your of your business that allows you to build that up and that's what a lifelong learner is seeking and and a real estate agent, Absolutely needs to be operating with that kind of mindset. So I I, I can't agree more.
1: Uh, so I would interject one thought. Uh, you mentioned "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. Um, mm-hmm. I had very lucky to have three mentors in my life. Okay, Earl Nightingale, who you know that name? Oh yeah. Um, I worked for Earl directly for four years, from 1966 to 1970 in Chicago, and I mean it was, I mean it was just. An incredible experience. Wow. He, he introduced me to a guy named Michael Vance, who was the founder of Disney University. And Disney University is one of the largest private business universities. And he was Walt's right-hand guy for 20 years, who introduced me to Dr. Gunther Klaus um, from Hamburg, Germany. And Dr. Klaus was the co-author of Management by Objectives with Peter Drucker. So, Oh, wow. Uh, I had three guys that virtually... I communicated with almost every day for 20 years. <clears throat> As I started this career and learned how to do my job, but all three always referred to Napoleon Hill. I've, re- I've read that book probably a hundred times now in my life. And yeah, my wife on my 70th birthday, which is several years ago, um, got me a first edition autograph signed copy of Think and Oh my,
0: oh man.
1: I mean, it's it's a special prize that I get to keep in my home office on my bookshelf so oh
0: that is awesome um, I, yeah i I love that book i've i the, the I've got two copies one copy I use for all like highlighting scratching in and everything like that the other one is pristine <laughs> so um but yeah I, it's just got a lot of information in it a lot of good good solid advice and and it yeah'm I'm, I'm with you on that I saw a quote
1: quote from Napoleon Hill two days ago, and I didn't believe it. So my wife goes online and finds it, and it was actually by Napoleon Hill. Never take advice from family, friends, and neighbors, because they don't have any good advice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, well,
1: you know, (laughs)
0: that's not a bad advice, really.
1: (laughs) I said to my wife, Sabrina, I said, Napoleon Hill couldn't say that. And she went online and she found it was from Napoleon Hill.
0: Napoleon Hill said that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. You. I th- that's funny. I'd almost yeah. need to, I'd like to find that quote myself and see like in what context he was actually kind of saying that in. Cause yeah. that's, but, but I mean, you know, in some ways I, I, I kind of get it. It's, you know, in a way it's, you know, family kind of has a, um, a bias in their answer some way or the other. Um, so you're probably not going to get, you know, an actual, actually true answer out of them. So I guess that that does make sense.
1: Well, it's interesting to all the new licensees and newer people with your company. It's not uncommon when you say to your family, I want to go into real estate. <laughs> They'll say, what's the matter with you? You know, can't you pick a real <laughs> business? Can't you find a profession? Ooh. You know, go to work for Costco, be a greeter. You get, like, you get a regular <laughs> business. Okay. So, you know, it's not always like we get the most support. My, you know, my family told me for the first 10 years I was in business, you'll never make it as a professional speaker. Mm. Well, yeah, they're doing it 10 years and I've supported all of them for the last 20 years of their life. They caught on that I could make it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, what ends up <laughs> happening is when those statements are made over somebody, if somebody is has enough passion to see it through, you just inflame them to do it. Yeah. So I, I would agree. A, a new agents or even experienced agents listening out there, if someone has said that to you, and you're passionate about it. Use it because that's that's where you, that's where you're that's where it's going to come from. So. I think that's good. So, uh, Mike, you've got something kind of special here that you kind of want to share. And, and one of the things was um, kind of some of the factors that are keeping the inventory so low, like what are some of the factors that is driving down the inventory production of that?
1: I think probably the biggest factor, and most people don't want to talk about it, and I, I think this will change in the U.S. over the next three to six to nine months. The COVID problem we've all had to deal with, and we're hoping, of course, that none of our affiliates and friends have had to go through that, that problem, mm-hmm. because it's a tough one. No question about it. Um, yeah. I'm, I've been vaccinated. I've got both the shots, and, you know, we we were super self-conscious about this COVID mm-hmm. problem, because of my age. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we've never had to worry about the experience. But the COVID problem, I, I would say, Adam, was probably the number one factor on the inventory being low because people have a fear that if I let this young man, Adam, into my home to talk about listing my home, he could bring this disease into my home. And even mm-hmm. though, all of the protocols, you know, we taught the agents to wear a mask and wear gloves and have hand sanitizer and, you know, anything they touch, they clean before they leave and they have the windows open so the fresh air comes through. It. I I am convinced that when this COVID problem comes closer to solution, which I think we'll see this year. The yeah, flood, I agree. The floodgates will open again on listing property. I, mm. and I, I can see that as plain as day. But the other thing that I think is, is interesting is we have been flooded with buyers and they flood of buyers with sellers that can't move up. Mm. Because the prices in most of the country have gone up so dramatically. The prices of homes have gone up faster than the income of the average homeowner. So I have a lot of friends in the mortgage industry that are telling me for as many loans as we're accepting on a new purchase we're turning down loans because the buyer wants to buy the bigger home because they have equity, but they can't afford to buy because their income hasn't gone up. Mm. And, and you have to you know, people don't like to talk about that, but that's, clear. no. Um, yeah. the other thing I wrote down is that this industry is always starting or finishing a buyer or seller's market right now. We're in a seller's market. Okay. There's no question about that. And some of our agents, Adam, are doing some things which I've questioned them under the ethics of them. So I'll tell you that first, okay? Yeah. Um, Because I wonder about them. But, you know, I've got a top, top agent we coach down in Texas. I mean, one of CB's top, top agents. She does 175 deals by herself. She has a, a team of five that do another 175 to 200 deals every listing she says to the seller if you would give me permission and sign this addendum give me 72 hours to show it and sell it before we put it in mls and 50 mm. sellers will sign it and then they sell it in-house which creates a higher commission check so uh-huh. you know the coming soon which i think is crazy that they oh have, yeah but a lot of those coming soon they're putting the coming soon so they can sell it themselves within their company before all these depress the inventory, okay? In yeah. Terms of, because they don't show an MLS, okay? Mm-hmm. So, Broker Metrics, which I think is a wonderful service for all of us, yes. told me that it's more challenging today because not all the numbers are coming through because of the sales before submissioned MLS, okay? Um, but then I also wrote down <clears throat> for you and I as leaders, I don't think I've ever seen a fewer number of agents that are willing to prospect. (laughs) It's dropping. They're dropping like flies. Okay. Um, You know, most new agents will stop at a buy owner, stop at an expired. Well, that, that market pretty much doesn't exist. They're not Mm going to be in their car driving through neighborhoods. They're not going to see a home for sale and knock on doors next door. So, you know, and they're turning to things like social media, which does not require a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I think the the most important thing we can do as leaders is help them understand that we are in the people business. We're in the image business, and we're in the communication business. And we can't be in the people business without talking to people. Okay? <laughs> we can't be in the image business and succeed if we all have the three-day beard and our baseball hat on backwards. We're in the team. okay, which is the the profile of so many real estate agents today, which to me is unbelievably crazy. Yeah. And if we don't learn to communicate, okay. So you know, I think when those three factors are keeping agents from prospecting, and let's let's be honest, most of the training is not designed around teaching people how to prospect. No. There's only Agreed. a couple of us that do that, and when an agent catches on boy, does their business get good. So I think COVID, okay, I think is a huge factor. I don't think there's any question that the, that we, can't, we can't absorb the number of buyers in the market like we did in 2012 and 2013. We were able to absorb them, but there's not mm-hmm. anything. And then uh, I think the fact that agents are not willing to prospect, I think those are really big factors.
0: Th- those are really good. Um, and the prospecting thing, you know, that goes back to even the whole COVID response is, you know, what you were saying about them being, you know, fearful and there's this this, this apprehension. Mm-hmm. If agents are prospecting and they're connecting with people like you were, you were advising, and I totally understand that, it, then they get the opportunity to give that individual, the information, the facts about what's going on in the industry, which will spur them along to moving forward and getting their home on the market. And it is interesting that agents don't want to prospect. They've gotten comfortable with just paying a fee to get a lead. And then they get the lead and they complain about the lead not ready, you know, ready, willing and able to buy.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) standard line, which the, you know, people like a Zillow are not fans of mine. OK, yes. Yeah. OK, you buy your leads off the Internet. Yes. Do they call you? He said, what do you mean? I said do the leads that you buy, do they call you? Well, no. <laughs> do they email you? Well, no. Do they text you? No. Do they send you letters? No. So well, then how are you going to talk to them? Well, <laughs> and I said that's where the conversation ends. OK, you know, and, and W.E.L.L. is not going to solve the problem. So it's it's the communication. You know, it it I have people walk up to me for years and say, You'll never guess what I'd like to do. I said, Okay, what do you want to do? I don't I can't guess that. I want to be a professional speaker. I said, Do you have a message? <laughs> well, no. It's kind of hard to be a professional speaker without a <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, know, you, know, uh, you don't buy a car without a steering wheel. Kind of <laughs> makes driving easier. So that's <laughs> so true. The prospecting is a tough one, but, you know, let's take a look, too, at what percentage the people that come into our industry come from a direct sales background. And Mm -hmm. I would bet it's less than one and a half, two percent.
0: Yeah, I would agree. One (laughs) hundred percent.
1: Rick Davidson, who's a longtime friend of mine and the former president and CEO of C21, retired, Mm -hmm. I remember four or five years ago. And Rick and I, we still talk every week because he's up in Salt Lake City. And it was interesting because Rick made a statement. Um, I was attending the international franchise owners for Century 21. He invited me to come and speak, which was a wonderful experience from all these countries around the world.
0: Oh so yeah, that's awesome.
1: Most people don't realize Century 21 is the biggest <laughs> in the world. The biggest yeah. company in yeah. the world. And yeah. people don't realize that. Well, um, Rick made a statement And I I was shocked as he introduced me. He said uh, the average age of a real estate agent in the U.S. today is 57. Mm. And only 6% are under age 35. Wow. And that was maybe three or four years ago, and it probably hasn't changed much. So here's one of the things I will say to your agents. First of all, age does not make a difference except for your ability to change your behavior.
0: Ooh, yep, that's and good.
1: As a young man, you're going to be more flexible in changing your behavior than, say, a person in their seventies. Uh, that I I have to change how I think about our business as the market goes up, down goes around. I, I so I'm very open to the change because mm. that's versatility. Um, but you know, most people fifties, sixties, early seventies are pretty much locked in. So now then you and I combined and said, we have to teach you how to prospect and they came out of the technology industry. I mean, <laughs> I, might, I might as well have a bowl of nails for breakfast. It's <laughs> <That's> so true. <laughs> so it's the versatility to change your behavior that is going to make the difference.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And that's, a, that's that's kind of a good plug I'll, I'll give for you um, is even response to that is the ADAPT uh, program you have on your on your website, mikeferry.com. Um, you have a course up there. You guys uh, promote and give basically relevant information in the market, what's going on, how to use that information, and how to adapt with that information. So anyone that's watching, mikeferry.com, check out ADAPT.
1: Thank you.
0: Um, absolutely uh so let's go into the next this is kind of the final one um so how would you say an agent should strengthen their listing presentation so they can be more competitive in the market to to get those listings because it's it's a game of listings that's where we're at the the agents that have the most listings are going to be the ones that have the power and the control to make money so well
1: it's it's an attitude more than anything else being a little Listing is one of the things Adam I've said for the last probably seven to ten years to all of our clients. <clears throat> do you want to be the employer in the community or do you want to be the employee? Mm-hmm. What you mean? The listing agent is the employer and the employer controls the inventory. The employee's job is to distribute it. So a showing agent, a buyer's agent, an agent that works with buyers, technically works for the agent that has the listings. Because without the listings, the agent working with buyers has nothing to sell. So the listing agent is the employer. And a lot of them still don't understand. And i say, well, who makes more money generally, the employer or employee? Well, the employer, Well, which would you like to be? And it's That not. is so good. <laughs> it's just, but of course, to me, it's just common sense, okay? Yeah. So I'd say to them, if you can strengthen how you present to a seller then your chances for being a strong employer improve so you know uh, my attitude has always been the same and as you stated listings are the name of the game that's been around since dirt was found so it's it's a fundamental but what i want to say to them is a big part of listing property as you've mentioned is mindset so the pre-appointment routine i think is the number one factor in strengthening your presentation Asking all the pre-qualifying questions. Really getting an understanding of who they are before you make the presentation, because then you're going to maneuver into your presentation based upon how they answer the questions. Um, Making sure they get a sound, basic, business pre-listing package. Not 27 pictures of yourself, which is what agents want to send out. And then they use their high school picture, for God's sakes. You know? (laughs) And then, then the seller opens the door and goes, "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) who are you? (laughs) Who's this person over here? You know, why is your Update your photo. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, they they never use updated photos. You know. Uh So that that um, pre-listing package is the information that they can review before you see them, which is going to draw out their questions and objections. So then you call back and confirm they read the package. And the two common things they will say to you is, Adam, I looked at your package, and my husband and I are not sure if we want to talk to you or not. I can appreciate that, and I ask why. Well, the press you put on the property. Well, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Why don't we do this? The moment I get to the house, why don't we discuss price? And if we can't come to an agreement that's good for you and the buyers, I'll leave. But if we can, let's move forward. Now they've handed me their objection in advance. Okay. So I can prepare for the price objection. But then I also made a note. If you want to be a strong listing agent, getting your mindset in order for that 15, 20 minutes before. I I used to show up for every listing appointment, 15 minutes of that, sit in the car by myself, review the documents. I'd read through my listing presentation a couple of times. You know, I I would always check is my hair combed, you know, is my tie on straight, you know, for the ladies, is your makeup on. So then at five minutes, two, I was ready mentally. Mm. So the last way to strengthen your listing presentation is to approach the door with the mindset that you're going to get the listing period. There you go. Nobody is going to do a better job than you can do. Now, all of those are a little bit of a challenge, okay, because you've got to put some work into that. But all the top listing agents, and we coach several thousand people that are top listing agents. I mean, these people are... They take 10, 12, 15 listings a month routinely. Mm. And in this market, they don't have any inventory because they all sell. Okay. The biggest complaint I get today, Mike, I don't have any inventory. Of course, (laughs) everything sold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which which is, by the way, the purpose of taking a listing is not to have inventory, but to have sales. Um, But the other thought on strengthening, Adam, is you've got to go beyond a casual conversation. Mm. Okay. You know all this building rapport, and you know, you know this all these levels of getting to know them are important. But building rapport is trying to understand who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. That is done through the pre-qualifying process. So when you walk into the house, you know you see agents say, "Oh, I love your house. It's so beautiful." Oh, I see you have a dog. I love puppies. (laughs) What does that have to do with listing the home? Okay, we're there as professional people. To make a mm-hmm. professional presentation mm-hmm. which then leads to the hardest part of strengthening <clears throat> which is accepting the fact that you have to use a strong scripted presentation you have to okay? yeah and a strong scripted presentation is nothing more than a series of questions you're asking to engage them create participation get an understanding of what they're trying to accomplish so you can then present a solution so what, what I'm going to do, Adam, if I may, i yes. a little report I wrote called Strengthening Your Presentation. It's got 15 different points on it, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask Lori to forward this to you. Okay? Please. And then you can decide how you want to distribute it within, within the company. To
0: yeah, you. we'll put it in the description as a link. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Awesome, thank you.
1: Well, I hope, I hope what we're saying today helps and makes sense to everybody.
0: Oh, I think it does. Um, you know, and going even back to what you were just saying, you know, it goes back to the very beginning when we were talking about mindset and scripts and learning. When you have that skill set already in your mind when you're going into those listing appointments, it's you are it's not a matter of if you're going to have objections. You are absolutely going to have them in every conversation you have with with a client and especially on a listing appointment. And you've got to be able to handle those objections. And if you're going in there, like you are saying, just all, oh, cute dog and all this kind of stuff, you've kind of just not, it's okay to build a rapport, but but you've already kind of knocked down when you get into that environment where you're starting to handle the objections professionally. Um, so I I agree with that. Go in with the mindset, you're going to get this listing. You're the best agent for the job. You're being hired as a professional. You're a rock star. Go do it. Right. And, and, you know, tie that into, you know, that we, we constantly hear how, you know, the the unnamed uh, company out there taking over our industry. Look, that 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 unnamed beast, if you will, can't take over a rock star agent. They can't That's do it. Right. Yep. They can't do the service that we can as rock star agents. And that goes to the listing presentation all the way through to the mindset, the activities, the skills, all of that. MikeFerry.com teaches all of that. So, uh, this has been really, really good.
1: Well, I, I appreciate you inviting me, and I'm hoping that you get good participation. And, uh, you know, I, I, I say all the time that an agent's job is to put on a performance at a higher level than a competition can provide. And the performance is when the audience is engaged. Mm. Okay. The week before COVID hit, we, because we live in Las Vegas and we live in a high rise on the strip, so. We go to all the shows, and we've done this for the 15 years we've lived here. And the day before, two days before they closed down this country for us, unfortunately, um, we saw Lionel Richie live. Oh, wow. I mean, the voice is almost not there. He's in his 70s. But the most entertaining, engaging performer. I mean, probably on a scale from 1 to 10 or 12. Okay. Oh, wow. And Whether you like him or not the performance, you know, it's almost hard to comprehend. And I tell agents, watch the great performers, singers, dancers, athletes, professors, watch people that perform at a high level. And those people can become great great real estate salespeople because they know how to perform. So hopefully what you and I are doing today will help them understand the importance of upgrading that, Mm. that performance.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's just all really good sound advice. I hope they heed it. They'll see success if they do. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much, as always, for you know coming on the show. You're always welcome back. Thank you for the value you have provided the viewers here. Um, really do
1: appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Advantage Podcast. Please be sure and hit the subscribe button so you can be notified of every new episode. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. Thank you again for joining us and have an amazing day.